The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Thanks to Jesse Rogers for joining us today. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating in the show. Trey Mancini is going to be on with us tomorrow to wrap the week. Talk a little baseball, Cubs baseball specifically with him. Thank you to Brendan Riley and Jake Cantu for producing the show. Black and Abdallah were in for Greeny today. They're going to be in for Greeny tomorrow. Tyler Rocky tonight, 6 to 8 after Waddle and Sylvie. Boys are here now. Meller's in for Sylvie. Are we getting lucky here with the weather? I don't know. It's I think not it's going to snow. I think it's at some point the snow's going to... Tonight they said they, this this watch or the, whatever it is warning is in effect all the way, I think, till 9 or 10 o'clock. So. They, uh, scanceled, they canceled ski practice for my son tonight, so... Mm. I would think, finally, the weather's down to 30 and it's snowing, and that's when they cancel ski practice? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, no, no. It's rain. If if the mountain's raining, they can't. It's icy. There's not enough snow. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't want snow. The 50 degrees the last couple days is probably the bigger issue. I've been on the slopes where it starts to freeze when the sun goes down. Yeah. And it, it becomes man, icy up on top. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, icy up skiing. on top. I can't no more. My knees yeah. don't allow me to ski anymore. I see you come flying down the hill in an inner tube. Two thousand. Oh, tubing. No. Nothing wrong with that. 1994, February, Valentine's Day, the good kid was Ooh. on a ski slopes up where Iron Mountain, Michigan. Yeah. 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 We've been, been, been there. Jumped up there, Iron Mountain. I got on the slopes, and it was like sashaying down the hills. You said That's there were chants of Tomba Tomba. You know the cowbells? The cowbells? <laughs> yes, I heard cowbells in the distance. I heard were... cowbells in the distance and the cries of Tomba Tomba Tomba. Now, it may not be coming from hundreds, <laughs> yeah. but I heard maybe one yeah. person saying Tomba Tomba Tomba. I think my boy mess. Richie Brasha looks oh, like God. Tomba. Isn't oh, is he? Tomba, yeah. yeah. let me see. How big is that mountain in Iron Mountain? I've never been that far north. Is that, oh, yeah. I mean, how big oh, is that yeah. mountain? Well, they've got uh, a number of. Uh, oh yeah, Dicky Brasha. That's, that's a young. He, that's an older Dicky Brasha. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's handsome, Alberto. Oh, he's oh back in the day. Back yeah. in the day, he was quite handsome, striking yeah. young man. So what? what that's I a, believe it was the Torino Olympics. That's that a legit mountain up in Iron Mountain. Or Iron Mountain, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a legit mountain. How big of a mountain? I mean, they got moguls I mean, up listen. there too. They got moguls up there. You should have seen them kids on the mogul. What elevation are we talking about? Spitball, one hundred and ten feet. Well, what elevation do you believe you're here in Chicago? Listen, in the Midwest, listen, Alex. And zero. Well, it's 600 yeah. feet well, above sea level. Alex okay. goes to, uh, he's on the ski team at Wilmot, and that's right near Waddles. It's right right across the border Yeah, I've Wisconsin. been there. I've been to Wilmot. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, it's a it's, big hill. Basically, big yes. Hill. That's that's what you're dealing that's with. That's a big hill. But it's not up in Cincinnati. When we get yourself a mountain. When we would get our yearly snow or two in Cincinnati, I lived like just a probably a fourth of a mile away from uh what we called Herbie's Pond. It was a farm, and you had to hop the. You had to hop. You had no, no. You had to hop the uh, barbed wire fence, and then there was this big hill that you'd ride the tube down, and then you'd jump out onto the pond, and the pond would be frozen. Smart. Oh my God! I love you, it. It, it was probably a five or six broken clavicles yeah. every every winter. I mean, it was awesome. It was fabulous. Uh, elevation over twelve hundred, about twelve hundred feet. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. That's that, that's all right. Now we're talking. 
Really, how fast can about you get going? About a mile. And you can on that. You can get moving. Oh, yes. sure. On that, I can see Not only that, yeah. but they got up in Wausau. They've got a mountain up in Wausau, out in Baraboo, Wisconsin. They've got some ski hills on the they got, they got a good distillery in Baraboo. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Driftless, Driftless Glen is in Baraboo, well, Wisconsin. Take your word for it. Let's go whiskey. Yeah. You guys going to do a whiskey Wednesday, Wednesday up there one day? We, well, I don't know if we'll do it. Take it on the road. Road. March 15th, I don't know if I want to go all the way to Baraboo. Yeah, we have one March 15th. But if we want to do a Driftless Glen, I'm cool with that because it's good. They got some good whiskey in Wisconsin, Jay. Henry's made up there. They do a nice job. Can I ask you guys a question? This is not... Um, Meller and I were talking about this upstairs. Oh, boy. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm just No, waiting. no. We like, need... Well, I just want to preface this. I don't want to... I don't want to... Um, to incite angry karma or, oh or, or mean Johnny. You won't get that. But when, because there's all these, all these stories out I about the, I love the, it. about the, yeah, about the quarterback. Dude, it's and great. It's I the best it. offseason yeah. ever. And, and I love like, it. And listen, you know, when you read a Jason Lockin for a story, the first thing you do is you just roll your eyes. That's what Great I said. But, well, but he's talking about what was his story? Well, that- he said he tweeted yesterday that more than one general manager walked away from the senior bowl quite confident that the, the Bears, Bears were, were trading, trading Justin, Justin Fields. OK, and I heard you guys talking about it. I love it. And and. I'm open to this, as I think Miller is, too. So we're football stupid. So I need you to, in layman's terms, explain to me how, if the Bears let it be known that they may be willing to draft a quarterback, how that gives them any more leverage. The leverage in, in, exists in him owning the number one pick, right? How does... Well, if a team thinks that, that you might use Bryce it, Young. If, it, if a team thinks that you might use it, they might be willing to circumvent that and say, "No, no, no, your quarterback's fine." What we're going to do is overpay for that pick. Yeah, but if you're going to use that pick because you believe Bryce Young is Mini Mahomes, there's nothing you can offer me. Yeah, but that's not necessarily mm-hmm. the case, right? We might be putting but some misinformation out there. I think you play the, the key the is the money, the waters. Game. Muddy the waters. Don't make it crystal clear. But isn't your leverage the fact that you have the first pick and that you're other going teams, to force other yes. teams to try and have to hop, Between whether the, it's the I th- Texans I think it's or... Cool. I think it, okay. It I, listen, I'm open I, I for it. I think at the very least it multiplies, if not exponentiates. But if you're a GM who wants to come up for that number one overall pick, you have to make peace with whatever you're truly willing to give up, right? Like, so if it's three first round picks, oh, be- no, be- like if you're the Panthers, say you're the Panthers, yeah, you're, picking you're going all the way up to one. Yeah, and you sure. know you yes. have to get ahead of the Colts and the yeah. Texans because they likely are eyeing up quarterbacks. Well, yeah. you have to make peace with what you're willing to give up for that number one overall pick. And you can't be swayed by Ryan Paul's on the other end of the phone telling you, I don't know, I kind of like this Bryce Young. Like, if you want to go up there and get it, you're going to have to pay whatever he's willing to take. Well, it's point. not that you're trying to convince the Bears to take your offer. It's that they have to be giving you more than what you have to get ahead of the Houston exactly. Texans. So and I guess that's yeah, all my And the other teams is- that are in play for the, you know, in the leverage for the Bears is that we've got... In, in a thir- in, with 31 other teams in this league, and probably 12 of them that are looking or to improve their quarterback position, it's not so much us you need to worry about. It's all the other all teams the other that teams. are willing yeah. to give us. I think yeah. the more chaos, the better. I, I yeah, think that's, what, I, you I know, think that's honestly, what I'm going with. I think okay. the more, the merrier. I think it, if, if Look, teams- and, I'm, and Karma, I'm willing to admit, too, that especially in the NFL, it's like coaches. They think that they are protecting yeah. national secrets. That's true. Like, you know, so I can, I can buy that, you know, a little bit of disinformation yeah. may enhance the situation or create maybe a le- But the your true leverage is, is that you've got, hey, we're picking right. first. 
Thank you, Texans, yes. for that win. And Thanks if you want a quarterback, yeah. whether we want one or not, or not, yeah, come get because, it. You've got to come get it. Because yeah. here's the thing. You know, you guys played it today. We played it yesterday. The McShay, yeah, McShay piece. Stuff. And Waddle was adamant, and I agree with him. If Ryan Poles subscribes to what Todd McShay is selling, then you gotta you got to draft sure. Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields. Sure. If it's you, not the if route you, I would go. No. But, but if you believe if, it? Yes. You can't be making decisions as the general manager of the Chicago Bears based on what you think your fan base thinks collectively or based on what you would be, uh, perceive your job security is Amen. if, in fact, you make this decision. Amen. You better if you be, believe in it, you go do it. You better be right, but yeah, okay. Absolutely. Uh, totally. Yeah. They should do their diligence on all these quarterbacks. You, you know, they better frankly. be right on I mean, both they, sides, Carmen. Yeah. If I, I, Bryce Young scares the hell out of me, me his too. size. Me too. But if he turns out to be Minnie Mahomes... Well, a, and Justin a, doesn't develop into the player that we all hope he's he's play. Like, you know, I mean, he's going to be Listen. he's going to be judged on that as well. It, so he's going to be judged regardless. The stark reality is, while a large majority of the city of Chicago are enamored and in love with their current QB one and optimistic, there is certainly a possibility that if Ryan Poles foregoes drafting Bryce Young. We may looking may oh, be yeah. looking back That's at right. this as Patrick Mahomes part two. I said that to York. I go yeah. that, that does in some universe. That's going to play out that way. Yes. Let's just hope it's not ours. The one thing—I mean, it's true—and I said that three years from now we yeah. could be sitting if, here going, if well, "We were wrong again." Right. If McShay yes. is right in his evaluation, absolutely, yes. the Bears may be the team that passed now, on Mahomes. Now, I don't think. Young. I don't, I don't think so. But now, now, listen, I haven't looked at all the film, and McShay—he may be right. When you look at the film, he processes things and reads things like a mini Patrick Mahomes. I would just be concerned at five foot eleven and hundred and ninety pounds. Five eleven. Five ten. Five ten. Like <laughs> five ten and a half. Wouldn't that wouldn't that scare the hell out of you? Yeah, a little bit. We ju- we are we can't we, we keep looking and we can't find really any true historical comps other than Fran Tarkenton, yeah. who played a long time ago Different in the Everyone wants to say Drew Brees. But Drew Brees yeah, he was, was two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, he was thicker. This, Kyle Murray's two A's got fifteen pounds yeah. on him. I, this I just, is I, the craziest, scariest photo of ever, of anything. Uh, that's it's him that's, and Mina Kimes. This is Bryce yeah. Young and, and, and Mina Kimes. I worked with Mina. Mina's probably five seven. She's so she's probably yeah. tall. And but 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 beyond the height, the, the frame, the frame. Yes. Whereas Carl, Mina that's Kimes, what bothers me. Most. You know, me too. Bryce Young's arms look as big as Mina Kimes. The, the height this, I can get, you, I can kind of get you right. It's being hundred and ninety yes. pounds. I just don't know how you're going to play in this league like that. And even I, if he weighs in at two hundred, because like we all know, he's he's trying to pound. The uh, weight gainers and the milkshakes and, and a lot of protein yeah, so, powder. So, right so even now. if he weighs in at two hundred at the combine, that doesn't mean that that's going to be his no. playing weight at the NFL level when he's actually playing uh, games. I just don't see it, I Johnny. Don't. Based on your experience, would you draft a kid? I mean, he may be fabulous. Would you draft him, or would you would you go away from him because of his size? I would look at all three quarterbacks, uh, compare them uh, in size, you know, arm strength. Well, let's Mobility. say he let's say the he stands out. It's all got to taken care of. The whole package has got to be considered. So let's say on every front he comes in at number one. I w- I wouldn't bypass him just because he was slightly okay. Really? Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I think it scared I, the crap out. I, of I, I agree with that, NFL, especially in, in this NFL. It would scare the yeah, crap. Yeah, out but of this NFL, I know they protect the quarterbacks, but the guys chasing quarterbacks are just right. But they don't finish them like they finished them when Richard Dent was playing. That's true. You watch when Richard Dent and, and when Lawrence Taylor, they would trap that shoulder, oh, yeah. drive that shoulder in the ground, and separate yeah, yeah. shoulders. They yeah. used to do that intentionally. Yes. Well, and we we talked about that part of the whole the whole bear weather, you know, phenomenon that took hold of the city. 
existed because in the 80s, when the cold weather, the Bears, the defense, when you were allowed to actually hit guys and drive them and, you know, take quarterbacks out of the game, it made sense to want your defense, what your strength of your team to, you know, accentuate that, quote, bear weather. But that's not the case anymore. Not the case. It's not even that you don't have the defense yeah. to live up to that. It's that the game doesn't allow you yeah. to really tap into bear weather. You know what's running the football. You guys, you, you, the, the Carmen and Yurko yeah. theory about not paying running backs is direct, the greatest the theory direct, in the world. It's the direct antithesis to bear weather, right? Like, sure. So every, there's, it's just the whole idea of yeah, bear weather. And well, that's why when yeah. people say I don't want to leave Soldier Field for an indoor stadium, mm. like I just okay, like you're welcome to have whatever feeling you want, but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But uh, uh, listen, Mellor talked about it yesterday. He's a season ticket holder. Black is Abdallah goes a lot. Black's wife, I think, their family's got season tickets. My brother had um, uh, split them with some buddies for a long time. I'm not it's the best person the ass, to talk to because I don't go there. But I don't go there because it is a pain in the ass. Yes. I've got no desire to go see a game at Soldier Field. And that just made, you know what, maybe it's because I'm old. Maybe. But me too. And when I get there, Carm, getting in is tough. Getting out is tough. And by the way, if it's really windy and cold, that sucks as well. All of it. All of it. I just don't want to Put it together. I want a better experience if you want me to go there. But I mean, Jeff has said similar things. Black has said similar things. I, it's not going to be for everybody. You're, this is not going to be unanimous. I get it. There's the will bonds of the world exist. He's coming out today at five, and he's going to be hot and bothered. And I, but man, oh man, I, I, you guys nailed it yesterday. I mean, I, I don't think you get to this point because you're looking to flip the property. No, no, no. You don't hire Kevin Warren. <laughs> no, you know, no. like it's they're going to do this. This is going to happen. Uh, the other uh, question uh, we had is: Is how long do you think is is reasonable? Yeah, I think you guys were right. Seven six, years. Seven years. It's going to be a big. Deve- it's going to take a long time. There's a long way to go, um, and that's just to get the stadium yeah, up and, and use everything else. And all the other stuff will be. Other- I thought that conservatively, balls in the air, twenty thirty. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And then I'll bitch and complain when they start asking for the public help when they build yeah. the rest of it because I, it, Meller will too because we're residents of Cook County. Yeah. So I'm sure that's going to come You'll back on us. Will at we some still point. be residents of Cook County? I, I am. I don't plan on going anywhere, so I don't know. I still plan on being a resident of Cook County, and I'm going to. They say, and I'll complain about that. They say the building of the stadium well, will not good, yeah, but right. they're going to come for us. They're going to come to us for the rest of it, and that's going to annoy the hell out of me. But all right. But at that point, doesn't the revenue produced by that portion of the project hopefully no. will help benefit no. No. the community? I, I've seen they've done extensive research, and every time they build oh, stadiums, right. it's, they, it's yeah. such There's a no crock. Yeah. It does nothing. Well, listen, Arlington Heights will reap some benefits from having an entertainment district there that they never had before, certainly. But in terms of the actual taxpayers benefiting from. Yeah. This, I mean, oh, I don't think the taxpayers no, ever. No, it's going. The Bears are the Bears yeah. in Arlington Heights. Let me ask you this question as well: Is there? It's. It sounds like, and this has been my line line of train of thought forever. If you own your stadium, it's fabulous. But the truth is, I think there's only like five teams I, that I was own their stadiums. Yeah, I was shocked to hear you and say I that. Think You're right. Have like even Jerry Jerry Jones doesn't own AT and T Stadium. He leases it or he rents it every year for like two million. It's a sweetheart of a so deal. It's a sweetheart of a deal. But he doesn't own the stadium. Does he still collect all that revenue? That from- I don't know. That I don't. I don't know if it's a revenue share. Well, but I, I, yeah, the devil's in the details there, yeah. obviously. But if they've got their big. Uh, Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop there, 
There's probably provisions in that contract where right. 100% of that revenue goes to the team. He does. Yeah, but you know, right now. I was surprised. I think it's, it's like five. five. I think David Tepper owns Carolina Stadium, I believe, right? Foxborough is owned, owned by Kraft. Uh, the. The uh, SoFi's owned by, by Kroenke. Kroenke. And yes, he leases it. Or the Chargers. The Chargers pay something. There's another. Miami. Uh, I think Miami's owned yeah, by Stephen Ross. By Stephen owns, Ross. Uh, are you that? saying the Packers don't own the Packers? I don't believe the they're officially listed yeah, yeah. as owning the team. Okay. Or the state. Who owns Lambeau? That I don't know. Well, I don't know how they have that. If it's the stupid thing with the the, 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 the shareholders, you're going to have no, another no, entity. No, is it like the BFW? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, here, I'll Who, look. Does the team it like own the it? VFW? I don't know. No, it's it's something weird where someone's like the, got the title to Brown, it. But Brown County owns it, but yeah. the Packers. I think you're right, Marco. Yeah. I think that's exactly yeah. right. Brown County owns it, which is where they're at, but they collect all the right. revenue right. off of it. Um, Lambeau Field is jointly owned by the city of Green Bay and the stadium district, with the Packers' lease being with both entities, right. according to... But they get all the benefits? Whatever lease that is, how much ever they're paying. So I guess my point is is that I've always thought, oh my gosh, it's such a financial boon for you as an organization if you own your stadium. Not necessarily, because I think Jerry Jones is making a, a poo ton of money every year with a $2 oh, million yeah. dollar a year lease at AT&T Stadium. But it's still got to be better oh, long-term, I would think isn't so. it? And they could tell you, well, your overhead is greatly increasing. Well, of course it is. Whoever's going to finance the stadium, and there's going to have to be people that come in and yes. finance the stadium. no question. In theory, the setup could be, yes, we'll finance your stadium, we're going to give you a sweetheart rent deal, but somehow the Bears are going to be able to make a ton of money, and the yes. people that have financed the Correct. stadium are going to be able or to make a ton of money. Or you may have to give some of the ownership percentage to whoever's going to finance. What are they doing with finance? Andy McKenna passed? What Andy passed, yeah. Well, I think his doesn't his his trust would I own would the think. The, do well, they each own 10% or 20%? I don't know the exact number. Like you're talking about Pat Ryan and yeah, McKenna. Pat Ryan and McKenna. I, I, McKenna, I think, owned at least 10% of the team. I, I thought they both owned 20%. That might be. And the Bears own 60%. And the Bears own the rest. That could but be. But I'm not 100% sure. So together, McKenna and Patrick Ryan, 19.7% uh, of the Bears. Okay, they so they only own 20% together. together. Yes. Okay. About 10% so 10% apiece. And then that just goes to yeah, It was family trust, yeah, I suppose. I would think so. I would think so. McKenna was a legend, man, when you read about yeah. his life. He's like 93. I mean, he, was he, he ran the Cubs. Several, he ran the yeah. Sox. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it was Paul Sullivan's article I was reading. I think it might have been Sully was writing about him, and he talked about how instrumental he was in, like, fending off. You know, this is pre-Reinsdorf, obviously. He was how instrumental McKenna was in fending off Bud Selig's takeover of the White Sox to move. Right? Isn't that what he wanted to do? He so. wanted to move. Um, I'm trying to remember now how he had the story. Uh, was he trying to move the Sox? Because he bought Seattle originally and then moved him to Milwaukee, but I think he wanted to buy the Sox to move them. And McKenna, like, fought him off and got Bill Vec to come back and buy the team. It was it was an interesting... I should go back and check out the details of it again. I was reading it the other morning, last week after he passed, but he was an interesting guy, Andy yeah. McKenna. I mean, he really did a lot. How old is Pat Ryan now? Oh, he's got his 80s. Late 80s, late 80s. Yeah. Late 80s. McKenna was 93. Yeah. You know, he'd been around and he had done a lot. So. When you're old and wealthy, I think you have access. You know, I think there, I still believe in the magic pill. God bless. Not the blue chew. That's a magic pill as well. But I'm thinking, you know. Most magical. Yeah, I'm just saying. I believe in the magical pill. That's funny. Yeah, but they're going to build that stadium. They will. The whole it should be spectacular. And yeah, we'll get a be. Super Bowl someday. Now, yes. Now the interesting debate that would rage between 
Waddle and I, will Justin Fields be your starting quarterback? When, when the new stadium opens. It's what a 2030. Great, and great you know what yeah, I did, Carm? Great what question. I did was I took a page out of the, the Meller playbook. I used only analytics, and I took the emotion out of the equation. And, and history will tell no. you that no. no is the most likely out, outcome. And, and, Meller, yeah. and Meller, Mr. The- analytics over there was like, humming a, humming a, humming a, humming a, yes. Because I said, if, I, if you give me... 10 games in the next season, and Justin Fields looks like he has taken a step up as a player in terms of passing, the offense looks better, and it looks like we're on the trajectory of a second contract, then I think the, the percentage actually goes above 50%. Of course, but if the queen had testicles, uh, she'd be the king as well. Yeah, that's well, that's a whole lot so, of ifs. I think that we're on the verge of potentially saying, yes, he could be the starting quarterback when they open a new stadium. Then we also started going through the list. Yes, Do you could. think Jalen Hurts sure. will be the starting quarterback of the oh, Eagles wow. in seven years? That's a good question. I think If you had to bet right now, Jalen uh, Hurts no. in seven years. I would said no as well. You have to play the analytics to I answer this do. this question. And again, when you factor in the the style of play of Jalen sure. Hurts, no, you're right. I, I'll tell I, you why. I get it. The, the 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 salaries are getting to the point where, and granted, the cap goes up. I get it. Like, and you think, well, it's all relative to what the cap is. But so then, I think the, the the days of Tom Brady playing in one place for twenty years, or even what Aaron Rodgers has done, I don't know. I think. I think those days are numbered, boys. I don't think quarterbacks I, are going to stick in one place for 10, 15 seasons. I, I think just the don't. magic number for quarterbacks will always be 20% of the cap. Your, yeah. your great quarterbacks will make 20% of the cap. And so maybe it is cap. like maybe so it goes percentage up. So that percentage is not going to change. change. Yeah. Maybe Mahomes stays because he's special. I, but well, yeah. I, so, but well, Hurts, to, Hurts is looking at a contract that's in excess of forty-five or fifty correct. a year. That doesn't right. mean he's going to be there in seven years. Well, I'm with you, Carl. I think if I'm you were making a bet on it. I think the smart money would be no. Most yes. of these quarterbacks aren't going to be on their same team, even the good ones, seven years. So real quickly, we can do this then. So Patrick Mahomes, seven years. Still yes. quarterback I'd say yes for Mahomes. There will be some Josh, exceptions. Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills in seven no. years. No. Ooh, that surprised me a little bit. Yes. I agree with Yurko there. Um, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. yes. I'd say yes. yes. Jo- Justin no Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. My I'm going to say no because of the owner. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm going to say Spanos, yes. Spanos say is, is, is... I could say the same thing well, about Mike Brown and Cincy. True. Philip Rivers, Rivers stayed there for, for over a decade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was over for a decade. I'd say yes. I'll yes, say yes but yes as you Herbert. said, Carm, times have changed. I'll say yes on Herbert. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Yes. I'll say yes. 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 Dak Prescott? No. No, that's a no. no. You guys, Jalen Hurts, Yurko, did you say yes or no? Yes, I'm going to say no. I'll say no. I said yes. Okay. We should flag this. Keep it for seven years from now. No. No. Yeah, I agree. Two in I, Miami. Like, I, I'm no. Trying, I'm trying to look at the ones that I no, think you can make Tua. an argument for that they will be their starting quarterback. No for two. Outside uh, of that, the rest of them, I think most, yo, you'll pretty much say no. You'd say no to the rest. To the rest I think you're right. Well, what did Tyler, right. you said, didn't you say upstairs? like you? Yeah, so if you go to the 2016, so what would be next year's seven years, there's a chance there's only one. And that would be, hold on, and let me that guess be, who that yeah, would be. 2016. It was his first year with that team Ooh, starting, too. 2016, his first year with that uh, team. Would that be Dak Prescott? It is Dak. Dak yep. Prescott, there you go. And wow. listen, Aaron Rodgers is also a part of that club, oh, yeah, too. Rogers. But there's yeah, a chance he may not be in Green Bay next right, year. Right, So for 2023. Like, Might only be two guys. Yes, I mean, staying in one spot for 10 years hard. is hard to do. So, no, when, so the analytics would tell you that... If you're in Vegas, Carmen, you're just no, playing bet, numbers. Bet, what no. are you betting? betting. I'm on always, all of them. I'm always betting on, on the every one of side. them. If your money was on the line, oh yeah, I'd bet no. Yes, yeah. I just think it's the most likely outcome. Now we've got some great young quarterbacks. You rattle them off. Mahomes should be there. Burrow should be there. 
Herbert should be there. Tua, um, uh, Hurts, uh, not her, uh, Lawrence. Trevor. Lawrence, mm-hmm. like we're pretty big believers in Trevor Lawrence. I think he's special. I think there's real potential like there. Too. And so guys like that, yes, maybe there's a great young crop. They're all in the AFC right now, and they do still make make it through these next seven years. Maybe, with the same team, maybe but I think be, it's, maybe it'll be Bryce Young. Opening, opening uh, the new stadium in Arlington Heights. Who knows? All right, boys, we got Wilbon coming up at 5 o'clock. Dan Durkin's going to join us at 4. We'll recap some of the Super Bowl and ask him what he thinks Ryan Pohl's playbook should be for the draft. So we've got Waddles World at 3.30, as always, and uh, we're going to do Find the Great. Good stuff. We're also going to you know, we'll have a really good conversation about the Bulls, won't we? No, I, well, we played Billy Donovan. I mean, that guy's he's banging his head into the walls. This is the same nonsense yes. every night. They just, uh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> yeah, Giannis tonight. They're going for 12 in a row, Milwaukee. All right, boys, have a great show. Um, Meller and Waddle will get you home next. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Nasty rain out there. Make sure you're careful if you're driving around. Oh, a couple of accidents on the way in. Yeah. No be fun. Careful, Visibility, not great. So uh, be careful out there on the roads as we uh, keep you company until 6 o'clock. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today on All Waddle week. and Sylvie. By the way, uh, just in case you you wanted to know, Tiger Woods, is uh, his 2023 season has in fact teed off. It has. At the uh, Genesis. Okay. At, uh, Riviera. How's it, how's it going? I believe Tyler uh, said Birdie to me he one. birdied his first hole. Yep. I said to Tyler, because he just was showing me on, on, on the computer, I personally, yes, f- even at this stage, I find Tiger Woods to be one of the top five most compelling sports watches even now, for me personally. I'm just... Yeah, no, I'm trying... Yeah, he's... I think that's most people... Would say he's the only thing. I'm not a golf guy. He's the only person that can really draw me in. Like I would rather watch Tiger Woods play a Thursday round at Augusta or the uh, the U.S. Open than to watch any basketball game. Now, if Tiger's not involved, I'd probably watch basketball. Mm -hmm. But if Tiger's involved in the tournament, I'm still compelled to watch him play. I don't know if I'm. I'm in a. Is there, a, a, is there a, a bit of a morbid curiosity factor because of what he's gone through that compels you now? Not a as morbid well? one, but but I'm rooting for him. Like I get it, self-imposed, self-inflicted adversity. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to you know shy away from that. Like he is struggling to walk because of something. Yes, that he was in control of. Um, but I can separate myself from that and my appreciation for him and just how great a golfer he was and the fact that it's an individual sport. Um, and to see him, like, at this point competing with all these young guns on, on tour, I just find it compelling as hell. And I bet you I'm in, you know, I'm in a, a very I, small group. No, I, I, think, I think especially with what he's gone through now, trying to come back and, you know, it feels like, uh, the pursuit of Jack's, you know, record for majors is, um, you well, know, that's yeah, more that's, and more elusive. Yeah. And I know we're not there at a major yet, but like, if he could get back in that conversation oh. where he's actually completing four rounds at a high level, I no, I'm with you. I think that there you is probably something. as the ancillary golf fan would then be sucked back into Absolutely. the conversation. No, yeah, but you're not gassed up for round one of the 
of the Genesis at Riviera. No. I get it. Yeah. No, and that's that's a product of me just not being. But a that's like you, like for you and your your appreciation and your um, whatever of of soccer, high level soccer, whether mm-hmm. it's EPL or Champions League, whatever it sure. is. Like I have the same type of draw to golf when Tiger's, Tiger's there. Involved. But if he's not, not then so I don't much. have the same. Yeah, I don't have the same draw. I, I think don't. That just speaks to what a revolutionary sports figure he has been throughout the entirety of his career, right? Yeah, and and also like the you know the landscape has become littered with more and more really good players. Yeah, and his quest for you know Jack's eighteen major record, I believe, is unattainable. I made that bet once before with Sylvie and lost it as he won the the Masters several years ago. Um, I don't think we'll see Tiger win another major. I hope to God he does, but no, I don't w- think we will. That would be sports story of the year. Yes, undoubtedly. Oh, no yeah. matter no matter what else happened, I think I would feel comfortable saying Tiger Woods winning another major would be the sports story of the year. Yeah, as usual, I deviated the or deviated from the uh, the, the the script scheduled script. Yeah, no, no. But no. I just saw Tiger tee and, off and and. Tyler mentioned it to me, and I got a little tingle in my body. And went I went down the golf to go. nerd I, hole. I did. I went down the golf I, nerd hole. I'll allow it, because Tiger's the only thing golf that I'm willing to uh, entertain yeah. a conversation about right now. If I so. sat here and said to you, hey, uh, Matt Kuchar's on, this, on the third tee, and I've lost all of my ability to focus because yeah. Cooch is playing, yeah. then yeah, I stopped I, listening after yeah. Cooch. Right. Coocher, yeah. all right, whatever. Right. Um, I do want to, uh, we did get a text from Tracy Butler as we were running through with Carmen Yerko during crosstalk of which quarterback might be still their starting quarterback seven years from now. And, right. of course, the reason for that discussion was because yesterday we were asking the question, will Justin Fields be the Bears' starting quarterback when they open their new stadium in Arlington Heights, which we are conservatively giving the timetable 2029, 20, 2030. I'm going 2030. Yeah. I don't care if that, you know, there's a couple of people on Twitter that yeah. I think are bothered by that. I they think, tw- think that we're being ridiculous. But I think you and I are both being, you know, reasonably conservative with knowing how long it takes to get plans to get. Like, if you think shovels are going in the ground in, in June, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, well, we ran through a litany of QBs on their current teams and asked the question, would they be the quarterback of their team in seven years? And Tracy Butler reminded me that I neglected to ask you Kenny Pickett. Well, Kenny Pickett... No. Quickly, no. No. Again, I'm just playing... I'm You're not playing... Tracy I am not Butler's playing even the quarterback here. evaluation game. And we I'm, just got snow tomorrow. I know, right? Like, thanks. Thanks, Waddle. My bad. My yeah. bad. Probably yeah. just up north where I live, though. Yeah, just... Um, no, Snow look, and I'm over, not. Over and, the and, and that's that's the thing. I'm telling you, I'm not even evaluating the quarterbacks when we have this conversation. I'm just, You're just using, playing the probabilities. I'm playing the probabilities. Now, again, that's not who I am. I use analytics as a tool in my toolbox, but I use other things. But when it comes to gambling, I think you have to rely more on the numbers and the analytics than you do. The emotion. Is that a spatula and a pair of scissors in your toolbox? It is not. No. Okay, just checking. No. Looks like an odd toolbox. Those are not batteries either. Okay, just yeah. checking. All right, so, the yes, but the uh, conversation that we were having yesterday with Carmen Yerko there about the Justin Fields dilemma and whether or not he will be the Bears starter when they open a new stadium in Arlington Heights stems from the announcement we got from the Bears, which we gave to you yesterday at 3 o'clock when the news broke 
that they were closing on the Arlington Hearts property, the purchase agreement that they came back to uh, way back in tw- in uh, September of 2021. They have finalized that, and so they're exploring well, this option out. now. It's been September 2021? Yeah. I look, okay, yes. so that would be another piece of evidence for you and I being conservative yes. with when our open date is for the, the first season in the new facility. Yes, yes. They... they, they, they Signed a letter of agreement or whatever it is. Their yes. offer was placed and accepted. A purchase agreement. Yes. And when? In I believe it was September 29th, twenty twenty one, and we got uh, fin- we got that finalized yesterday, which was February sixteenth of twenty twenty three. So there you go. Uh, that's why we're giving you the conservative timetable. Yes. I thought it was good though. It might be good though to revisit Kevin Warren. In his introductory press conference when the Bears unveiled him as their new team president, the topic of conversation was obviously about the potential of a new stadium in Arlington Heights. And one of the things Kevin Warren was asked about was what he's learned in the process when he helped build U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. A couple things uh, I learned. Um, I remember when we finished the stadium, I have all these boxes of binders and many people said, you can get rid of those. You'll never use those again. I'm glad I saved them. But I think the, the biggest thing I learned was the fact that you need to plan before you start digging. And I think what made and makes U.S. Bank Stadium so special, we spent almost a year in planning. And planning is critical, and that's what I appreciate about the McCaskies is uh, they support the planning process. And so I think that will be really uh, critical from that standpoint. I know we're focused on Arlington Park and uh, that stadium development project. I look forward to leaning in um, to the stadium development project, but I think the biggest thing we can do is to make sure that we're methodical, we're detailed, and uh, we take the time to plan it properly. Doesn't sound like a man who's rushing to get things open by 2027. And I think that's fabulous. I think that's the right approach. He's done this before. He's told you basically i've got the 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 playbook for this the mm-hmm. blueprint i still have the books right i, I kept yeah. them in my office yeah a little more from kevin warren on the arlington heights site yeah because i'm a you know stadium nerd i would say even when i had heard about the arlington park opportunity i drove out there one day on my own just to kind of look around um, again i always look at what you know what what are the assets on the on the chessboard and a unique thing about Arlington, it has some different unique factors. One is the space. You know, you don't get many times to have over 300 acres, um, you know, close to the city. And um, so there's some unique aspects. I know our focus will be to making sure that we close on, on the land. And, and again, I just want to, like I said early on, be very methodical to make sure that we get that process done first and see what happens next. But it, it, it is a very attractive, unique stadium site. And what do they say, Mellor? Measure twice, cut once? Yes. Very methodical. Um, And he referenced that a couple of times. One final soundbite here from Kevin Warren when he was asked specifically, so when is the earliest a stadium could open in Arlington Heights if everything went perfectly? I'll be able to answer that question to you in about six months when I'm able to sit down and really review things. It wouldn't be proper for me to say it. i got to really sit down and get the information downloaded. I'll be able to answer that. I'd be guessing right now. So there you go. The people in charge of putting the stadium together don't even have a timeline yet. Yeah. So anything that we're throwing out there, um, you, 
is is obviously just based on previous stadiums and how long it has taken them to be built up. And then once the and what did we find out yesterday? Ground, what did we find out yesterday about the 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 U.S. Bank Stadium? Like, I mean, I know Kevin yeah. Warren mentioned a little bit of it, but the facts were. So yeah, Tyler looked it up for us specifically. It was was it twenty fourteen when they closed on their property? No, they closed 20, in uh, twenty sixteen, two thousand seven. Okay, and then they didn't open until twenty sixteen. So like nine years. But there yes. were some snags in there along the sure. way as well, right? And I'm not suggesting it's going to take nine years for us, but I would think that you know you, you this is I, I wouldn't get my heart set on this pro, this this plan or at least the stadium portion of this plan being completed in five years. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's try Dan, who's in Schaumburg. Hey, Dan, you're on Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? The Good. conservative approach is uh, the way to go. You know, we're looking at the uh, lease agreement that the Bears have with Soldier Field. They can't get out of that until 2026, but the lease goes until 2033, it looks like. So, right. you know, there's going to be a lot of – you think the Bears are going to actually open up the piggy bank to break that lease and pay Chicago? Yes. Uh, I, I think uh, that when you look at it in, 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 on the scale – Dan, uh, I know what is the least eight million a year, six or eight million a year, seven million a year, something like that. I know it's a lot of money, yeah, but by specific. NFL standards, if you are, if you have the capacity to play in a brand new stadium for three years prior to when your lease is up, I think they'd be happy to write a check for twenty four million dollars. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But you know, for people to think that you know twenty twenty six to twenty seven is uh, realistic that's not i don't think that's accurate at all dan so, i would ask but, you are you an advocate of of them building this stadium in arlington heights or are you someone that's locked in on wanting the team to be located in the city no get out of the city get out of the city it is a pain to get there my uh my brother lives downtown and going and parking he lives on the north side like gold coast area but just getting from his place to the stadium it's like an hour of transportation. It's awful to go a couple miles. Yeah. So yeah. come out to the suburbs. We would love to have them. It's interesting. Thanks for the call, Dan, because I, I heard uh, Chris and Adam talking last night, and they got a few people that, like, you're not going to have, a, as we've said, you're never going to get 100% agreement on anything, but there were a handful of people that called in and expressed their desire for this team to stay in the city. The way it f- feels to me, it feels like a a significant majority is totally up for it, this team moving to the to the suburbs into Arlington Heights for all the reasons we've talked. And it would be a much more interesting and valid conversation, I think, about you know keeping the Bears outdoors if Soldier Field was more accessible, right? Like, but the reality is, it's not just about like if you're putting together a world class entertainment district that they're hoping to do, which they still should try and do. Yeah, but, even you know, with the Bears in Arlington Heights. Oh, sure, absolutely. But the reality is that there's so much that is not working in Soldier Field's favor that it's you know it it it's for me it's not really. I'm always curious, anybody who loves the idea of going to Soldier Field, how many games they actually attend a year. Well, you've done it more than anyone that I, you know, am around here. I tapped out. You know, like, like for the most part, I try and limit my exposure to going to games to two to three times a year, despite having access to season tickets. I do my best to try and divvy them up so I only have to make the trek to Soldier Field. Again, two or three times a year because it is such a hassle. How much of that would be influenced by a, a better product consistently? 
If they were a better football team, uh-huh. how would that factor into your desire to actually go through, you know, the different hurdles and the maze and the obstacle course of getting in and out of there? There is the rub. I'll answer that question coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. So you asked me if I would go to Bears games more often if the product was better. Yes, out at Soldier Field, where we, as we've described, you know, the conditions, the getting in and out is difficult. The, you know, the concourses are tight. The amenities aren't great. And I would say unequivocally, yes. When the Bears are better, I am much more likely to go to games. I had tickets to the Christmas Eve game against the Buffalo Bills, which I bailed on. I ate the cost of the tickets. It was Christmas Eve. It was zero degrees. It was it? it was sub-zero with the wind chill, so it was a brutal affair. And because the Bears were, at that point, not interesting to watch, I mean, outside of Justin Fields, um, I, you know, I, I specifically grabbed those tickets thinking that the Bills were going to be good, and the hope was that if the Bears were competitive, it would be... Sounded like a good idea It would be a decent way to spend uh, Christmas Eve with the family, but yes, I bailed on that. So, And I do remember in 2018 when Matt Nagy had the Bears rolling, and they were securing a bye in the playoffs because they were still giving out buys to the second seed. That year, I, I went to a Sunday night game against the Rams where it was pretty frigid, and I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. That was game. such a crappy game, though, as but, well. But you defensively, know what? I get it. The like, defense played well. Yeah. The offense so did, did that. Bears. Yes, yes, correct. And the Bears won that game, and that was a fun game to attend. However, in the subsequent seasons after that, when the Bears kind of fell off, and even though they were going eight and eight, if they're not rolling, it's much harder to get up and to going to a late season game where I know the temps are going to be frigid. But yes, if they're good, I'm willing to make that trek more often than yeah. not. But again, I, I, it, I don't want to go to eight or now nine home games like I once did because Soldier Field has been such a nightmare to get in and out of. I just think as well, and I, I sent you guys a, a, a clip from Good Morning Football today is Jamie Erdl and um, Kyle Brandt Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager, Pete Schrager and um, McCordy. Which yeah. one? Jason? Jason McCordy? I think so. I think they were talking about, you know, I think the essence of the piece or the clip was that Justin said, hey, I'd like a state, I'd like a, uh, a dome. Yes. Which um, we played that yesterday yes. from Pardon My and, Take. And, and, I, and, and Jamie was talking about how, you know, it's almost like a badge of honor or a badge of courage to be playing in an environment like this here in Chicago where bare weather is, you know, I got to tell you, I just speak for myself. I mean, the, I didn't think there was any benefit to it. I didn't enjoy it. I don't think we were any more successful in that weather than we were in warm weather. I think back in the day it became a thing when we had a defense that could whip your ass. Yes. Wherever it was, it could have been out here in front of, you know, Chicago Theater. Yeah. It it could have been on grass. It could have been on turf. It could have been anywhere. Yeah. Like the defense, like that's, I think that should lend a little more credence to anybody who ever believed in bear weather. You played as a bear 
in bare weather. I hated it. It didn't help. I mean, like, I, look, it was, it was what it was. Both teams have to deal with the elements. The, yes. the key was that, again, the team that was playing at Soldier Field during those days uh, in the mid and late 80s, early 90s, were a much better football team. Yeah. And that's why, you you know, you fell in love with them, yes. not because they used to beat people up in the bad weather. It was because they could beat you up wherever you were. And I remember seeing, like, when the, when the remember when the Bengals and the Bills squared off in the postseason? And, you know, you follow Twitter everywhere else, and you, you get the obligatory, this is the way football was supposed. Like, I don't enjoy, I, don't, I wouldn't enjoy playing in that more than a, a normal conditions, nor do I enjoy watching football played in those conditions more than in normal conditions. I don't know where we're at with that. Like, that seems to be something like we... We look back on it, and it has a certain amount of romance for it. I don't want to see that. It's honestly... Is it because I'm old and soft? I think No, I think anybody, like, you become reluctant. Everybody hates change, but this is one of the easier changes. I think most people, if they're being honest with themselves and they, you know, they push the nostalgia aside, if you give me uh, an 85 Bears defense, uh, an 85 caliber Bears defense up in Arlington Heights, that'll play indoors. I'll be okay with well, that. Well, it would play out we'll here all, in crappy we'll weather, too. Yeah, but we'll all fall in love with an yes. indoor defense. You know what? Correct. The 85 Bears defense would play in Arlington Heights. That's my just point. Fine. That's, and they'd play yeah. well with the city, too. We'd all fall in love with them. That's my point is, is are, we, are, are, are we you know romantic about being in the Midwest and playing in the elements? Or were we romantic about a defense that was arguably the best of all time for X number of years? Yes. Because I don't know anybody who thinks it. What was our advantage against the Dolphins beat us? The Bills beat us? Yeah. Like our record as a team in this kind of weather, I can't imagine is very good because the overall record over the course of the last 15 or 20 years hasn't been good. And again, it's an, it's a it's a league that has now leaned so far into helping the offense and the passing game and I think we've been, even though it was fun to watch Justin Fields run all over the place, that is not good for the longevity of his career, even if, if he is somehow, some way, your starting quarterback in seven or eight years when a new stadium opens. Yeah. We'll continue this conversation, 312-332-3776, if you want to jump in. Didn't the Lions beat our ass outside as well? Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, you can uh, join the show if you call us at that number. Also... We had a little bit of insights in regards to something that went wrong for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl that actually turned out well. We'll share that with you next.